0: What's up, everybody? It's Lux of Royal Deluxe. And although we really do our best to love these Royals, let's admit it, we're all just kind of holding out for football season to finally start so we can get back to seeing some winning sports in KC again, you know? And you could actually see it for yourself in person because the Fans First Sports Network is giving away four free tickets to any week one NFL game of your choice with a value up to $5,000. And yes, any week one NFL game of your choice. So if you don't like the Chiefs? Don't want to go see the Chiefs? Don't live near the Chiefs? All right, fine. Go see the Ravens. Go see the Broncos. We don't care. We're just giving away tickets to bring you to games. For a chance to win, all you have to do is go to contest.fansfirstsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. That's it. That's all you have to do to be registered to win four free tickets to any week one NFL game of your choice. That's contest.fansfirstsports.com. And we hope to see you at the game on opening week. Contest ends on September 4th. Good morning, afternoon, evening to all of you wonderful ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else listening. This is the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast... Bringing you breaking news and analysis of the Kansas City Royals every Monday and Friday as part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks a bunch for tuning in. I'm Lux. At least that's what I keep telling people. You can follow me on Twitter at the MFNKC, or if you don't care about whatever stuff I've got going on in my actual life, follow at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter for some more baseball commentary, especially live as we watch games together, because that's something I do every now and then. I watch baseball games, sometimes, not a whole bunch lately. I mean, could you blame me? The Royals got swept by the Pirates. The Pirates. The team that I said last episode was literally the 2021 Royals. We got swept by those guys. Yeah. And they were just, they were, they were, They were bland games. The one game that was notable was the game on Tuesday because, of course, it was the Cole Reagans game. So any Cole Reagan start is a notable game for the Royals this season. And Bobby Wood Jr. did a little bit. You know, he hit a home run or two in the series. So that was pretty cool. Um, Nelson Velasquez continues to be a a stud for the Royals. Um, He's been a nice big surprise late in the season. It's about it. Just nothing much to really talk about. I mean, they—I guess they weren't like completely terrible, unwatchable games or anything. But five to nothing, six to three, one to four. Those are the those are the final scores. Just it's just bland, you know. And something's kind of funny happened on Wednesday. I I had a concert that I needed to go to. I I months and months ago, I decided to spend all my money on like every concert that I was that was occurring in the KC area. Because that's the thing that I really want to do. I wanted I wanted to go to ten live shows. I wanted to see ten concerts because I'm um, really enthusiastic about sort of supporting live music. I'm really I really like going to concerts and all. So the concert on Wednesday was Gojira, which is um, probably the biggest show that I have this this entire year. So it's a it's a a lot of my friends were going. I even had family that was going a little bit. So. It's Friday, it's Wednesday afternoon, and I'm just not feeling good. I've just, admittedly, I haven't been taking care of myself all that well for uh, the last week or two. Especially as I've, ironically, I've been taking care of myself less well this week when I'm on vacation. I am on vacation, I'm on leave from work, so I decided I'm just going to, like, indulge in all sorts of terrible things. <laughs> I'm not doing anything shady, okay? This probably all sounds really weird out of context. I'm not doing anything that insane. Okay, I haven't gone that far off the deep end. But if I did, could you blame me? I'm a frickin' Royals fan. I'm trying to make content about the 2023 Kansas City Royals. The worst team ever! Anyway. I'm not feeling good on Wednesday. It's like 5 o'clock. The show starts at 7. And it's at Sandstone, which was like the biggest thing for me. Because that's a drive. Alright? it's It's not an insanely long drive, but it's still like... 20-30 minutes away from where I'm at and I'm like man I'm not feeling very good and I'm not even all that enthusiastic about who's playing like I'm passive towards Gojira I'm passive towards Mastodon they're fine I have nothing against them I just haven't listened to their stuff all that much the band that I actually like legit wanted to see was Lorna Shore the opener because I'm, it, I'm into their stuff but they're the, they're just the opener so I know that they only have a small set so I'm thinking, yeah, you know, I'm not all that into this show. It's gonna be a drive, and I'm just not feeling good. I don't wanna like waste my night doing something I kind of don't want to do, you know? Then I'm talking to some people around me, I'm talking to like family and stuff, and I'm and and, and I kind of get a burst of inspiration later. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like, like immediately go up, take a shower, see how how see how, how I feel after that, and I'm feeling better. So I I go. I decide to go. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna be really disappointed in myself if I don't go to this show, and I stay at home instead. And after the show, I check the Royals' score. Um, the show, the show was awesome, by the way. I, I enjoyed the show, and I'm glad that I went. And then I checked the Royal score, and I see they lost like what four to one. Only notable thing happening was the Bobby Wood Jr. home run. That's it. And I'm and I'm just thinking, man, if I stayed home, if I missed this show. What I would have done is I would have watched the Royals. I would have watched this game. And I would have been so pissed at myself. I would have felt like the biggest bum in the entire world for missing out on a, a pretty cool thing that was happening and instead settling to watch the Royals. And look. If you've stayed at home and watched the Royals on a Wednesday night, I'm not criticizing you. This this does not this is not a criticism of anybody. It's a Wednesday night. Of course you stayed at home. You've probably got work and stuff. The only reason why I had this luxury is because I planned this months in advance. I'm on vacation, like I said. So, no judgment to anybody. I'm just I'm specifically talking about how I would feel about myself, not towards anybody else. i am just I but just sitting there and watching that game like you know, that, that's not a thing you want to feel about anything. You you don't want to... You, you I, I feel like most of us, anybody who watches the Royals in any capacity, we do this because we want to like it. We sit down, we watch the Royals, and it's, no, no matter how bad the season has been, no matter how bad things are, we still sit down, we watch the game, and we think, you know what? Maybe today will be a good day. Maybe today will be a better day. Maybe we'll see something nice from the Royals today. That would be pretty cool, right? We We always go in optimistically, expecting something nice to happen. So you don't want to come away from the from a game thinking that, man, I just wasted the last two to three hours of my life. This sucked. I could have done literally anything else, and it would have been more productive than watching whatever the hell this was. You really don't want to feel that way, but unfortunately, that's what the Royals make us feel. They make us feel like we're wasting our time watching this, and it's why I always encourage people. It's why I always say, like, if, if, if this team is bothering you, like, if it's actually upsetting you, if it affects your mood, stop watching it. Like, like I, I say this with no condescension. You're not any less of a fan for deciding that you deserve better than what you're given. You don't have to watch this. You don't have to engage with it if you don't like it, if you're not comfortable with it. You know what if the Royals were a good team if they, if they were if they if they were in the middle of a playoff chase then you know what I probably would have stayed home on on Wednesday I probably would have been thinking you know what yeah I'll stay home I'm not feeling very good but at least I've got stuff at home you know and and and, and normally I have stuff at home to you know occupy my time anyway it's not like I hate being at home or anything I've got lots I've got lots of stuff and whenever I am stuck at home in general if I'm not out doing you know fun stuff. I've got I've got plenty of stuff around here. So it's not like I I have to watch the Royals necessarily, you know. I've I've got so many other things that I could be doing. But I I shouldn't have to resort to those. I want to watch the Royals. I want to watch the Royals because I'm passionate about them. This is why I do this podcast because I really enjoy this and I and I feel strongly about the team. And imagine if I'm saying all these things if I Someone who is actually going out of their way to, you know, talk about the royals, to, you know, produce content about the royals. If I'm, if I'm someone who's, you know, I, I would consider this going the extra mile. I would consider this putting in considerable effort to engage with the royals. And if I'm saying that, yeah, you know what? A lot of days I just kind of go without the royals. I just like don't really bother myself with them. If I'm saying that, then imagine what it's like for just the casual person who, you know, Enjoy sports, but obviously won't be bothered with bad sports. That's why there are people around the city now who are unironically thinking, you know what? The Royals want a new stadium so bad they can go get it in Nashville. The Royals want, to leave. Royals want all this stuff from us. Yeah, you know what? They suck. So they can leave. We don't need them anymore. We've got the Chiefs. We've got Patrick Mahomes now. I'm not saying these people are right, but I'm also, I also can't blame them for being so apathetic towards the team. Why would you care about the team right now? Sure, Bobby Wood Jr. is really cool. Bet the Royals are going to trade him in three years. You know, that's what people feel. That's how people feel right now. Cole Reagans, you know, everyone's all hyped about Cole Reagans. Once again, everyone's like, well, he's going he's gonna to suck in two years, just like Brad Keller did. And or he's going to get traded at some point because the Royals can't afford to keep him. <laughs> that's a lot of what's being said about the Royals, just at, at a base level, on the ground level. And it's sad. It it really is sad. That's one of the reasons why I've been saying the Royals need to make a. They they need to go full send with the Bobby Wood Jr. extension. An eight-year, hundred million dollar extension isn't going to get it done. They need to make him a lifer. They need to they they need to drive in the Brinks trucks at his house or wherever he's living. All right. They they need to commit to something. They need to give people in this city something to actually believe in, something to really dream on. And, you know, with how good Cole Reagans has been, I'm thinking that they should extend Cole Reagans as well. I think that they should get pretty extension happy this offseason. I, I mentioned Bobby Witt Jr., and I think if they if they get that, if they give the big extension to Bobby Witt Jr., that can encourage other players to sign extensions. I kind of spitballed one for Michael Massey. I'm a Michael Massey believer uh, going forward. but. Cole Rings is another guy that would be really interesting to talk about um, in regards to extending because, I mean, look, I've said in the past that I'm not all that enthusiastic about extending players who haven't done much. Like last season, around this time last year, we were all excited about extending the young players. Like, hey, let's extend Vinny. Let's extend Bobby. Let's, let's extend all these other guys because they're going to be really great for us moving forward. And I I was actually pumping the brakes on that. You can, go, you, you can go back and listen. I was saying, you know what? The only player that I'd be comfortable with extending right now is Brady Singer because he's the only one who's shown he can actually, you know, be good for a full season, so to speak. Like, sure, Bobby Wood Jr. is excellent. There, There's some really cool stuff about him. But well, this time last year, we weren't even sure if he was going to be a shortstop moving forward. We were arguing about whether or not he should remain at shortstop. And also, at the same time, for some reason, everybody wanted to give him $200 million. I'm just like, if I, that doesn't make sense to me. I guess it would have been nice if the Royals did that because it would have worked. But I, I still thought it was weird. Yeah, everyone was ex- excited about extending Vinny. And I'm like, you know what? Vinny gets injured. I don't. I'm not comfortable with that. And then, sure enough, Vinny lost a full season for injury. Not that I'm happy about this. I'm not happy about being right. But it's, you know, it's the harsh reality of sports sometimes. Now, Cole Reagans is, he should be one of those people where, you know, you look at him and say, well, sure, he's good. But he hasn't done that much. He's only pitched, you know, he's only made seven starts for the Royals. He hasn't thrown, I think, more than 100 innings in his, you know, major league career. At some, uh, 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 or well, technically he has, but not in a full season. He's kind of had a weird pro career in general because he was drafted in all the way in twenty sixteen, and then just straight up lost three years. Like he he had Tommy John after twenty seventeen, and was rehabbing from that for like two years, and then lost twenty twenty as well. So he only and he, when he got back in 2021, he only pitched 80 innings, and then around 140, 150 in 2022. So yeah, there there really isn't a whole lot to um, what what what's the word? What am I? What am I trying to say? There there just isn't a whole lot that he's actually done, I guess. But what he has done with the Royals is so great. That I feel like you just have to believe in this. You just, you just have to look at this and say this is a real thing that we've got. And why not try keeping it if you've got it? I I feel like he wouldn't be too difficult to extend because of the really spotty pro history, because of the the injury history, the the two Tommy Johns. And sure, we can say, well, what if he gets injured again? But it's a, a pitcher, guys. We have to—you you, you could literally say that about any pitcher. Just because he's had Tommy John in the, in the past doesn't mean he's automatically going to have it in the future, just like how you can't guarantee that someone who has never had Tommy John surgery won't ever get it. You know, everyone thought Justin Verlander had an immortal UCL, and then he got Tommy John. And then he came back and won his third Cy Young. I guess I'm not, you know— I don't feel like the Royals have to just 100% objectively, they must extend Cole Reagans this offseason. But I do feel like he's already laid out a foundation of success where you 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 can just kind of look at him and say, you know what? Screw it. Drop seven years, $80 million on him or something. That'll buy out a a year free agency maybe, or two years, maybe even three. Because I think technically this would be his first year. So you've got five years of control beyond this. So yeah, technically two. The money would be interesting. Um notably, Spencer Strider last year signed a six year seventy-five million dollar extension, and it's very backloaded. So he's basically making, you know, like pre arbitration money for the first three years, but then it goes up to twenty million in twenty twenty six and twenty twenty two for the last two years, plus there's a team option. I feel like that's a that's a, a, a fair enough comp a, a fair enough comp where you could try replicating that and maybe get an extra year like so seven years 75 million i would like to believe that's possible i have no idea really but it's just it's just an idea i'm just kind of getting that out like the royals should try extending cole reagan's and if they do i'll be happy about it i'll be enthusiastic about it i'm also enthusiastic about extending a pitcher more so than a position player because you know if a pitcher if a pitcher goes down it's less of a problem, I feel. I mean, pitchers are obviously important. I'm not trying to downplay them, but like it's a position that's shared by 13 guys. So you get a pitcher that's just one of five in your starting rotation, assuming he's a starter. And if he's not a starter, then okay, you've got eight bullpen slots to fill. Even if he's super bad and, you know, he's just making so much money that you feel like you have to keep him on the payroll, then, you know, usually the worst that can happen is you only have to play him once every fourth game or so you know you just stash him in the bullpen and it's like okay he comes out whenever the game's out of reach one one way or another you can just kind of like pretend he doesn't exist it's really easy to handle a bad pitcher than it is to handle a bad position player because with hunter dozier and hunter hunter dozier wasn't even making that much money and he won't be making that much money moving forward he's got nine million owed And a little more than that, like nine and a quarter owed next season. But still, the Royals really felt like their hands were just tied. They're just like, we have to keep Hunter Dozier on this roster. And that also means a lot of games he's going to be playing third base or first base or right field. Which I guess it's good that he had quote unquote positional versatility. Air quotes because he wasn't good at playing any of those positions. But that's still... Something that's being taken away from another player, a player who might be better. There's a better third baseman on this roster, or at least in the in the system. Michael Garcia wasn't up yet. There's a better first baseman on this roster. There's a better right fielder on this roster. There's a better left fielder on this roster. It's like anything Hunter Dozier could do, someone else could do better. But that person... Isn't getting a chance to play because Hunter Dozier is in the is in the way. Whereas with a pitcher, it's like okay, if 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 we have five, if you know, let let's say you know five years from now, Cole Reagans is terrible, but he's making twenty million a year. It's like okay, well this sucks. Do we have five better starting pitchers? Yes. Okay, great. Then it's not really an issue. We can just get rid of this guy or stash him in the bullpen. It's not a big deal. If no then the issue is that you don't have five better starting pitchers, kind of like how Jordan Lyles is on this roster right now. The problem isn't specifically Jordan Lyles. The problem is that we don't have five guys who are better than Jordan Lyles. And even if we do come to a point where we have five better starting pitchers and eight better relievers than whatever Cole Riggins might be in the worst possible case scenario in, you know, five years, then you know what? That's not an issue because it's so hard to have five, to have 13 good pitchers that, You know what? If you have 13 good pitchers, you're probably just a good team. So you can just kind of bury that guy and not have to worry about it anymore. Move on. We've got better things to do. Better things to worry about. It's that same logic that I am taking into the offseason where I say that the Royals really need to go out and get a pitcher. Like a legit pitcher. Go and overspend on Aaron Nola. Go do it. Because you know what? We need to do something. We need to at least try to convince people that there's an attempt being made at improving this team. That John Sherman isn't sitting in the owner's suite, counting his money, uh, contemplating what to do with the downtown stadium or North Kansas City stadium or whatever the hell. Go overspend on pitching because you can't have enough pitching ever. And right now, Cole Reagans isn't just a pretty good pitcher. He is legit, like the best pitcher we've seen, honestly, since like 2009. Zach Greinke. He literally broke records for like having the best month ever, or something. Yeah, he broke the franchise record for most strikeouts in any single month, not just the month of August. Any single month with 53 strikeouts. In the month of August, um, it was posted on Twitter. Cespedes family barbecue pointed out that since he started in Kansas City on July fifteenth, since July fifteenth he has been the best pitcher in baseball. Legit, like the best pitcher in baseball. He has the lowest ERA. He has the lowest FIP. So it's not even like he's uh, oh, severely overperforming his peripherals or anything. He has an ERA of one point seven three. He has a fip of one point six eight yeah he's striking out twelve batters per nine innings only walking to like two batters per nine innings he's not has he given up a whole run since coming to Kansas City he's given up one he's given up just one since becoming a royal that's like like everything he's doing is just so phenomenal that I really feel like if if there's any guy that the Royals could take a chance on, then it's this guy. If it's not him, then who? Honestly. Extend Bobby Witt Jr., extend Cole Reagans. Those are Those should be two big things this offseason. I am all, all on board on, with this. I am all on board with whatever extension the Royals want to give Cole Reagans because he really has deserved it. This has been just such an incredible surprise this season. And look, y'all, I I really try to look around on the internet for things that other people are saying. I'm not only listening to every Royals podcast that exists and basically reading up on everything that everybody, anybody that's, whatever is being written about the Royals, I try reading it from, you know, Royals content creators. But I also try casting a wider net and seeing, you know, what the national people are saying. You know, people who don't have an obligation to speak about the Royals, what are they saying about things that happen about the Royals? And I've really looked all over for, any any amount of slander for this guy. I have been like just trying to find someone reputable who is saying something negative about Cole Reagans, and I cannot find it. I cannot find a single person who's watching baseball at a broad, fairly non-biased level and is saying, yeah, you know what? I'm not buying into the Cole Reagan hype. I cannot find that guy. Every single person that I've been looking at, every single person I've been Reading up on, reading from, or or listening to, they're all like, okay, this Cole Reagan's guy, like, where the hell did he come from? <laughs> I mean, everyone's like just as surprised as we are. If you if it, you know, everybody's like, wow, the 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 Royals, huh? They just have like the best pitcher now. That's weird. Okay, sure. Like on uh, MLB Network, they had a spotlight for Cole Reagans talking about how great he's been. And, uh, yeah, they mentioned, they're like, yeah, isn't it, isn't it funny how they had all those 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 guys they drafted and none of them worked out and then they just kind of, like, stumbled upon this guy? What are the odds of that happening? You know, I—this this really is a real thing. Like, it's not just—I I promise, it's not just me overhyping Cole Reagans. And I don't think it's Royals fans just getting, you know, j- just— trying to cling on to any amount of optimism, any amount of hope that could possibly fall our ways because things have been so bad that we are, that we really are just looking for anything. But this isn't digging for scraps or anything. This is a legit bona fide ace pitcher that we have just stumbled upon and everyone else is noticing and they're all agreeing. This guy is legit. It's not just us overhyping it. Uh welcome to the Cole Reagans podcast, everybody. That's all we have to talk about, but look, can, can you can you blame me? Can you blame anybody for, you know, can you blame any Royals content creator for just talking your ear off about how great Cole Reagans is? I'm sure, every, I'm, I know you've heard it from everyone else already, but it's true. This really is just a, a, a fantastic thing that has happened with the Royals. In, in a season where everything has gone so wrong, it's like, Thank you. Thank you, baseball gods, for giving us something. Jeez, I feel like we really do deserve this. We have suffered long enough. We deserve something good. Shout out to the frickin' Texas Rangers. You know, shout out to the the, the organization that Dayton Moore works for. To, uh, you know, just hand another team a, a, a freaking phenomenal pitcher. Like, oh, the moment he leaves it, the, the team Dayton Moore worked for, he gets so much better. Wow. <laughs> what are the odds of that happening? Can't wait for him to work in Chicago now. Let's go. He's going to be in a division. He's going to be in our division. I'm excited. Yay. What could possibly go wrong for them? Anyway, there's something else we've uh maybe maybe we have to dream on, and it's that the Royals plan on calling up their number five prospect, Nick lofton now if you've been if you follow the Royals on the minor league side of things, the prospect side of things, and you've probably heard a lot about Nick Lofton, he's been a very hyped prospect among fans he's not a top 100 guy or anything but he does have talent he was a first round pick in 2020 he was the bonus first round pick that we had that year so he wasn't he was 32nd overall as opposed to the fourth overall pick who is um uh i don't know dead or something i don't know whatever (laughs) anyway and um he's he's been he's been you know uh, praised really highly uh, by just about anybody who's watching the Royals minor league system he doesn't have like an incredible bat necessarily um last year in double a northwest arkansas 90 games 270 average and three, 354 on base with a 77 a 776 ops so that's pretty good but then he went up to triple a only hit 216 280 on base with a 639 ops mm, not so great but this season 82 games with Triple-A Omaha, 270 average, 344 on base, only a 444 slugging. So not a whole lot. He's he's hit 14 home runs, but it is also a very uh, offense heavy league, offensive heavy environment, but still 788 788 OPS. I believe Annie Rogers had a, an article about this and this is who's this is the one who's saying, it. it's Annie Rogers has been saying Nick Lofton is coming up. So if she's saying it then it's it's pretty much true. Um Oh, yeah. So, he does have a pretty good stats season. See, his season stats are fine. It's just that he had an injury midway through the season or so since he came back on July 5th. There's that magical cutoff again. 7.45 OPS with a 90 weighted runs created plus. But that's actually not, first of all, it's not too bad because he's a very versatile defender at just about any position, basically. So he's been kind of he's been kind of hyped up as the second coming of Whit Merrifield, and guys can you know dip in performance when coming back from an injury. Like they don't want to get that you know whatever it is it's it was a it was a knee, so they don't want to reaggravate the injury or something like that. They might not be playing at a hundred percent. is what I'm trying to say. So if he's putting up a 90 weighted runs created plus, and he's you know still kind of recovering from injury, he's still distancing himself from an injury. You know what I'm. Going to be okay with that. I'm not going to be too concerned about it. So, yeah, like I said, he's the second coming of Whit Merrifield, so here's what Annie Rogers wrote on MLB.com. The utility infielder is known for his contact-oriented approach at the plate and occasional power, and he grades it at a, at a, as a plus runner. Lofton has 47 stolen bases in his minor league career, although only seven have come this season. Again, knee injury. His knee injury earlier this year might have limited on him on the base pass. Why are my cats running around? Hello? Can you stop making noise? I'm talking about Nick Lofton. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm going to get back to doing my podcast now. The utility infielder is no... Oh, wait, I already read that. Lofton is reliable on defense and can play in the infield and at the corner outfield spots, mainly playing at second base and third this year. Recently, he's been play, Recently, he's played some left field and even first base, giving the Royals versatility to get him in the lineup. So an interesting thing with this is that he I don't even think he's on the 40 man roster. So in order to promote him, the Royals have to the Royals have to kick off someone from the 40 man roster. And they and they get two call-ups for free because of September. So rosters expand, but now it's only you know, roster expansion used to be like you you could have a forty man roster at the major leagues, but now it's only a twenty-eight man roster. So you get to call up one position player, one pitcher, um and um, because this is going to have to remove someone from the 40-man, this technically means they can make two position player call-ups, but before we get into what that could be, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Matt Duffy's getting DFA'd. Because the role that Matt Duffy plays on this team is that he has, a, he, he has positional versatility, he just kind of slaps the ball around a little bit, that's about it, um, but he hasn't been very good lately. I haven't really talked about Matt Duffy, All that much because frankly, he's just like a non-factor and he's played so little that I've just, he's just, he's, he's just kind of been around and he's like, he's basically how I view Ryan O'Hearn last season. Like Ryan O'Hearn, you know, got to that point in the season where he's playing like once a week and everyone was like, well, why is he here? And I'm like, because you know what? It's better that Ryan O'Hearn is playing once a week as opposed to Nick Prado or something. Sure. He's not good. He's, but he's, he's just, he's just roster filler. He's just a bench warmer not a big deal and that's how i see matt duffy right now it's like yeah he sucks but he's not it doesn't it doesn't really matter that much he's not taking away at bats from anybody but now i think the royals are going to get a little bit more versatile with the lineup and they're going to add nick they're going to add nick loft into it this would effectively put matt duffy out of a job because his role is no longer important having that you know positional versatility or whatever and i think that the royals will still give him at bats by just resting some other guys I think you could expect some off days for Bobby Wood Jr. a little bit more just so they can say, hey, nothing's wrong, but we just you know, want to preserve this guy. We want to make sure he's all right. And anyone else, I guess, want to rest Salvi instead of having him play first base, want to rest Massey, want to rest MJ. You know, they can just do that. And then Nick Lofton comes in to fill in whatever spot that is. That's how I see them uh, working through this moving forward. They could also DFA Matt Beatty because I'm not entirely sure what he does. But he also hasn't really done anything like bad necessarily. Like he he hasn't been hitting for power, uh, which he doesn't really have power to begin with. But he also he's hitting 255 with a 356 on base. I just kind of look at him and I think, okay, whatever. Um I, I honestly, it's really easy to forget that he exists. I guess he's technically the the actual Ryan O'Hearn this season, where no one really remembers him. it's like, oh well, yeah, he still plays for us technically. I don't know, but I, I don't know what they're gonna do with him moving forward. So it's one of those two who is most likely getting DFA'd to make room for Nick Lofton, and that still leaves a that still leaves room for someone else, another position player, to be called up. It's probably going to be either Edward Olivares or Nate Eaton. I wouldn't mind seeing Nate Eaton close out the season because I don't want to give up on Nate Eaton. I still believe he has some upside as like a fourth outfielder kind of guy, a defensive first kind of, uh, you know, player kind of hitter. I I kind of think the Edward Olivares experiment is over. They could bring him back up. But I'm just kind of looking at him like, eh, I don't know. Like, what's What's the point at this point? I think he's getting a he's getting cut in the offseason season, no matter what. Might as well just let Nate Eaton hack away at the plate a little bit longer, because I feel like there's still something for him to prove. And we know who Olivares is at this point. And then they're going to call up a pitcher. It's probably going to be like Max Castillo or someone. No one exciting. So don't don't worry about it. They did call up um some a, a somewhat exciting pitcher, which is Steve Cruz. Let's see, where is he on the 40 minutes? Steven Cruz, my apologies. And uh, he had the inning of hell, basically. He didn't finish his debut. He didn't finish the inning. He tried to pitch. He gave up four earned runs, uh, walked three guys, gave up a home run. It was terrible. Uh, Steven Cruz is one of the guys that we got in return for Michael A. Taylor, I believe. So, I don't know. What should we expect? Not entirely sure. He's a relief prospect. Uh, And in 49.2 innings at both the AA and AAA level combined, he has a 3.81 ERA. So, that's not bad. Mostly uh, weighed down by the, well, weighed down depending on how you see it. He had a 6.88 ERA in Omaha. So, that's not very good. And it's largely thanks to five walks per nine innings, which he's maintained the entire season, but you also look at the home run numbers, and there's such a massive spike in the home runs in AAA that you kind of have to wonder if, you know, there's just something wrong with AAA, which the answer is, yes, there is something wrong with AAA. So, you know, you want to still believe that there's something there, but, yeah, he uh, (laughs) had the debut of hell, basically, which was um, not very good, but someone to believe in, I guess, I don't know. Try new things, Royals. Try new things, make waiver claims, but apparently they don't want to make waiver claims on Lucas Giolito or something. Well, I don't know. Whatever. Um, and what else? One of the other things that they did—they had to send—they had to place John McMillan on the injured list with a right forearm strain. So that's just freaking delightful, right there. John McMillan is someone with that we assume to be the closer of the future, and he's already out with a forearm strain. The word, the the combination of the words forearm and strain are never ever good to hear. The Royals have not done any imaging yet. They, I, I think, they did today, and they'll announce it. Well, they did yesterday, technically. Yesterday is in Thursday, so they'll, they'll they, I think, they'll say on Friday how it is. It'll be reported on the, the, over the weekend. But um, I'm just saying, a forearm strain is never a good thing. And so they called up Taylor Clark in replace of him. Cool. Whatever. I don't know. Sure. (laughs) That's all I've got. Uh, And that's about it for transactions. Oh, wait, no. Steven Cruz was brought up from AAA Omaha because Taylor Hearn was sent down. Taylor Hearn is just... You know what? Enough time has passed. This is the worst trade that the Royals have made. The the freaking Taylor Hearn for Nicky Lopez trade was garbage. It was awful. I'm not coming down off of this hill. I th- it was a huge mistake doing that. I'm not say- I know Nicky Lopez wasn't going to do anything more with the Royals, but just seeing how much he's done with the Braves already, it's like Royals Royals screwed up. They missed on something, and then in return, they got back a terrible pitcher. No matter how one feels about Nicky Lopez, it doesn't matter when you just consider the fact that Taylor Hearn sucks and there was nothing to really dream on there. So, he's terrible. I hate it. This is a miserable trade. This is literally worse than when they traded Luke Weaver for Emmanuel Rivera. It's literally worse than that. At least Luke Weaver could, I don't know, throw some innings. He had a lower ERA than Taylor Hearn. That counts for something. And also, Emmanuel Rivera didn't, you know, start mashing the moment he left. I mean, sure, he's he's not bad or anything, but look, he's a zero-to-one war player. He's nothing. He's he's basically nothing. I mean, I guess if he was still here, it would be like, all right, you know, I wouldn't be complaining too much, but he's a, a non-factor. So, I don't think that the Royals gave up a whole lot, just that Luke Weaver sucked. But in this case, it's even worse. It's like, sure, the Royals probably didn't give up a whole lot by trading Nicky Lopez when they did, but what they got back in return is just terrible. Just so so much so that it's like, what was even the point? This did nothing but hurt us. So, that's how I feel about that. That's how I feel about the Royals in general. Lots of things suck, except for Cole Reagans. Cole Reagans is our hero. He is my hero. And uh, we'll see how things go. Over the weekend, the Royals are going to play the Boston Red Sox, who are technically still in the playoff race, but it's a a close race. It's a really, really close race, and they're only four games above 500. Not looking good for them so far. They lost four in a row, so one team's losing streak is going to end today. That's exciting. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be the Red Sox, or is it going to be the team that's sending out Jordan Lyles to pitch? because that's who is going to pitch on Friday. It's going to be Jordan Lyles. Which you know what? I'm actually really excited to see that because um I like making terrible decisions in my life. So I'm going to go see the game on Saturday. I'm actually going to go to the game because it's the Ned Yost retirement game and I want to see that. I I I I've, I've made this clear multiple times. I love Ned Yost. Ned Yost is great. He's my hero. I think he's freaking awesome. And he's getting inducted into the Royals Hall of Fame on Saturday. So, hell yeah, I'm going to that game. Um, I have no idea who's going to pitch for the Royals on that game. It's probably not Cole Reagans. I think he's going to pitch on Sunday based on how the rotation works. But, if man, if he did pitch on Saturday, then uh, then, I'd be, then, I, then I'd really feel good about going. I don't know. Maybe the Royals can just bump back the, uh, the Ned Yost induction to Sunday be like, hey, this is when we've got the good pitcher playing for us. That's when we'll do the fun stuff. Uh, if only things were that easy. So I don't know who the Royals are going to send out uh, on Saturday. Probably Alec Marsh. Maybe could be Zach Granke, Actually, could yeah, you know, it, it could be Zach Greinke. It could be him. Maybe. Um. Probably the last time I'm going to see Zach Greinke pitch live. So that would be interesting, or in live in person rather. And uh, that's about it. I don't have a like a a, a preview. Lined out for this Red Sox series because I'm just kind of in that mood where I'm like, you know what? Does it matter? Oh, actually, you know what? Maybe the most interesting thing about this Boston series is that Chris Sale is going to pitch on Sunday. That's interesting. It's been a long, long time since we've seen Chris Sale, I think. Because he's been super injured for the last, like, four years. Um, So that's interesting. He's made 15 starts. That actually surprised me. I thought he made, like, one start and then got injured again and missed a whole bunch of the season. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway... Chris Sale was a really, really great pitcher. Came up through the White Sox organization, so we're familiar with him a little bit. Then he got traded to the Bo- to Boston, in because uh, it was like it was Chicago. It was the White Sox when they were trying to compete, but they didn't have enough, so they rebuilt again. And that's when they got like Moncada. I think they got Moncada from the Sale trade. They got someone. They got a bunch of guys from all those trades back then. And everyone was going to say that Wow, the the White Sox is so good." Uh, yeah, it was Moncada and Kopech. That's what the White Sox got, and a couple other prospects. That's what the White Sox got from Chris Sale. So he's been with Boston since 2017. Pitched in, pitched the last out of the 2018 World Series. So big hero for them. And was all like he was a consistent top ten Cy Young guy. Never won it, but he was still one of those guys. I was always just you know always in the running for it. But then injuries just took a sledgehammer to his 30s and. He's a uh, kind of washed at this point, 4.75 ERA and 15 starts, but a 3.75 whip, a FIP rather. His FIP is under, is uh, he's over, he's underperforming his FIP by a full run. That's pretty interesting. Uh, that's the most that I've got out of this, um, or the most that I uh, feel like saying about this. It's going to be a, it's going to be a series that the Royals are playing against a team that's better than them, but I don't know. They did. Decently, when they played in Boston, they only they lost two games because the world literally conspired against them. So, maybe we can get a couple of those games back. That would be pretty fun. Well If nothing else, we're, I'm looking forward to that Cole Reagan start on Sunday. I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday as well. You know what? I'm looking forward to watching the Royals play baseball again. Screw it. I've been out of it. I'm, I'm ready to get back into it, baby. We've got a Jordan Lyles start tonight. I always say that you never know where you're going to get with Jordan Lyles. So... Let's go complete game shutout. Nine innings of Jordan Lyles eating, baby. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, I was supposed to have an ad break here, wasn't I? Whoops. All right, let me do that real quick. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, let's, uh, let's just get out of here. I think that's all I've got to say about the Royals for today. I'm all roiled out today. So thank you very much for listening to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you rated it and reviewed it and subscribed to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And I'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Royal Deluxe Pod or at the MFNKC. That's both Twitters. And further inquiries can be sent to Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. But you know what? If you don't want to do any of that, then no hard feelings. I love you all the same. And I appreciate that you took time out of your day to listen to the Royal Deluxe Podcast. I hope you have a good one. Hope you have a good weekend. Maybe I'll see you at the K. Till then, I'm Lux. Go Royal.